Okay, here we go. The Pan Am Magazine Show. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. The Pan Am Magazine Show. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and last go. Welcome to the Pan Am Magazine Show. Where's the spittoon spin? Right there. You know, in your house, it's not called a spittoon. It's called a smittoon. That's right. Hold on, I gotta light this. Smoking cigars on the Tonight Show. Yeah. Look at that cigar, Ben. Mmm. Um, you don't usually pass cigars, but thank you. Uh, no, go ahead. <laughs> take a uh, take a hit off that puppy. Smitty, Ben Kitchen, Mike Adams, we are... Uh... <laughs> you okay, Mikey? <coughs> the cigar was strong. Hey, I have the AC on. Can you hear the AC? <coughs> uh, I just don't want it to bother this show because <laughs> it, it is heard worldwide. You know what you get when you cross a lesbian? This is what... I don't know oh, if you've boy. ever heard this one. <laughs> when you cross a, 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 a lesbian and Bo Derek. What's that, Mike? A DC-10. <laughs> 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 oh, wait. Sorry. Uh, never mind. No, that's okay. It's not going to happen. By the way, we're going to talk about lesbians tonight on the show. Yeah. Uh, I have a special interest in them, but I'll tell you about that later. Uh, the 33rd episode of mm. the Planet Mikey podcast. I can't believe we've already gone 33 episodes. i got to say that so far, first of all, let's thank our sponsor. Should we do that? Yes. Let's thank Jimmy Dietz and his chain of tremendous restaurants, both Joe Fish's, one of them in North Andover, one of them in North Reading, The Loft in North Andover, and a Dos Lobos in, in North Reading. Jimmy Dietz, one of the finest restaurateurs I've ever met. Nice guy and a, a, a tremendous human being, but he's also masterful when it comes to giving you a quality restaurant experience in any of those formats. Fish, you, uh, you like chops and steaks and beef. The Loft, and, of course, Mexican food at Dos Lobos. Awesome. What's, what's his secret? His chef, part of it, Jay, is, he's got tremendous staff, and the staffs that work for Jim Dietz love to work with him and for him. So they stay there. So when you have a, a staff full of people that have been at the same restaurant for a long time, yeah. they know everything. They're great, the ins and outs, and they love working at Joe Fish. It's true. It's, it's a fact. And uh, our thanks to that wonderful sponsor of ours. Yep. Also... Uh, my grandma's coffee cakes. Mm. Now, I get a lot of crap about this because people think that I'm just addicted to the cake. That's why I talk about them all the time. Yeah. And they would be so right. <laughs> it's such a good cake. Oh, we ate one on the show here. We, I've had I've had dozens and dozens and dozens of them over my life, and no one that's ever had it has ever said, "Boy, that's not good." No, they all say the same thing. That's the best coffee cake ever. Well, you only well, you endorse sponsors that you believe in. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And that's why the next. Sponsor we get is going to be named Buddha because I, I, I tell you I've changed religions. Mm. Oh. <laughs> so you can rub my belly if you don't like it. Uh, my grandma's coffee cakes at one eight hundred eight grandma. And while that may sound like the, a punchline, it's not. It's their actual number or mygrandma.com. and that's the best way to do it to order the, the different flavored cakes that they have and anywhere in the world. And, and they'll send they'll ship them anywhere except far away places. You know why? Because they. I, I asked one guy. Remember the guy that listened? He called. He, he won from Germany. From Germany, yeah. but they they couldn't send it to him. Not because it cost sixty five dollars to send it there. Because by the time it got to you, you don't want to lose half of its shelf life. You know, you want to you, you want to get they get them fresh right off the assembly line. They ship them out. You get them and they can last ten, twelve, fourteen days, fresh, unrefrigerated. Huh. But 
uh, you want to get them when they're hot, you know, and that's what they do. They ship them right out. I remember that one you brought over here was moist and delicious. and It was a blueberry, I believe. Yeah. What was her name again? Oh, my grandma. <laughs> um, so the, the, the way that I think we should, this is kind of a summertime goofy thing to do, but I think it will work. Hmm. We should solicit people who listen to the show, oh. to, the, to the podcast, to be sponsors. Now, everybody has a business that they're in. Right? Now, wait a minute. If we get someone that we're soliciting right now, yeah. we could give them the cut rate deal instead of that exorbitant amount we always charge? Right, right. Yeah. Well, you know, they wouldn't be presenting sponsors, but they would be sponsors, and we would present them as sponsors. I see. see. And I think we could do, the three of us especially, let's say uh, uh, Ned, Ned uh, Smith is a guy. He calls and he goes, I want to sponsor your show. Well, what do you do, Ned? Well, I fix gutters. Smitty's they, Gutter Company. <laughs> that's, that's it right there. When the gutters start to fall off your house, I climb up there and I fix them. And I also clean gutters. I'm a gutter guy. I can put in new gutters for you. Yeah. So uh, the guy's name is, what's his name again? Uh, Ned. Ned the Gutter Guy. Yeah. So Ned's a sponsor, and we say, call Ned the Gutter Guy. We give out his number, and all of our thousands of listeners say, you know what? I need new gutters. I'm going to call Ned the Gutter Guy. I like that. So he gets some publicity on it. Now, he can't just go buy a commercial on Channel 4 you know, during the 6 o'clock news because he can't afford that. Thousands and thousands. But maybe he could afford, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, there you go. And we would talk about him incessantly during the podcast and make sure everybody knew that Ned the Gutter Guy is the best goddamn gutter guy in America. (laughs) What do you think of that? I like that. Well, we're not going to get Ned the Gutter Guy no, now because no. you just gave him a great free ad. Well, first of all, he's he not even gave it away. He Mike. may not even exist. He does. The point is, you could be an accountant. His real last name is Ryerson. Maybe you're a lawyer. Maybe you maybe lawyers advertise. Oh, yeah. so you know, Mar- Ned Ryerson, Mark E. Salamone. Remember him? <laughs> he would come on. Robert Vaughn did that yeah. ad. Right. <laughs> How much do you think he paid Robert Vaughn for those ads? I told you my Robert Vaughn story, didn't I? Probably, but I've forgotten. I've told so many stories on this do. podcast. I'll tell. Remind me to tell you the Robert Vaughn story okay. when he came on my TV show. Were you in the Magnificent Seven? So, no, no, I was in. I was in. I was in when it was only six. <laughs> now here's the thing: How do people, the advertisers, get in touch with us? I don't know why that was funny. It was so stupid. <laughs> I, they, I, they, uh, I think they, te- they, they text or tweet you, Mike. Okay. Oh, that, that's right. That's right. They're because we can't give out our away. phone numbers on, on the air. Oh. Uh, uh. So here's what we'll do. Yeah. If you want me to contact you to be an advertiser on the Planet Mikey podcast, mm. I mean, this is your chance to step up into uh, not the, the big league, but the, it's the AAA. This could be very exciting. <laughs> it's a league. It's clearly AAA at least. Yeah. Um, and it's simple. Just tweet to me. Uh, whenever someone tweets at Planet Mikey or follows, uh, follows at Planet Mikey, mm. I follow right back. So we can direct message, and we'll put your ads on the air. And we'll come up with some unbelievably great, and maybe we'll have be the people that cause you to break out as the greatest, you know, uh, accountant in New England. And it something. all started right here on the Planet Mars That's exactly Podcast. That's right. That's what we're looking to do. Yeah. Uh, episode 33, we've had some fabulous guests. Uh, just a quick list of some of the celebrities that have been here, 15 of them that have been in, in the studio, actually not just on the phone, uh, we, we can do them on the phone now, but we have guests that come right down here to this palatial uh, uh, studio. What did, what did uh, Bill, uh, Bill Lee called it? What? Pelham Island. Yeah. Pel- Pelham <laughs> Island. That's right. Bill, Bill Lee was a guest. Uh, of course, Dino we had uh, a couple of weeks ago. Glenn. Chris Meyer. Yep. Dave Russo. Sean McAdam. Maddie Blake was in. 
uh, Lee Montville, the fabulous writer, Mistress Carrie, Chad Finn, uh, Big Fred Smurlish brought his gun. Oh yeah, when he came oh, in. That's right. I don't know why he brought that gun. Like like he couldn't just kick the crap out of us anyway without the gun. What's... <laughs> if he wanted to. With ease. Uh, Bob Lobel, Jerry Thornton, uh, James Montgomery, of course. We had two episodes with him. Yeah. And uh, John Fiore from The Sopranos. So these are things, if you've only, this is the first podcast you're listening to, you can go back and listen to some of these. And some of them are entertaining. Yeah. Most of them, I'd say. Uh, and, well, there uh, was that one that. Yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how did we know that, that you had such a severe case of diarrhea? Here's the fun part. <laughs> you guys guess which one it was. That's <laughs> Um, so we talk about anything we want to on the show, as you may know. And it's not even a show. I call it a show because I'm used to that. It's it a is. podcast. It's, it's a podcast. It's a show. Yeah, but it's still a podcast. It's a podcast show. Um, the I just grabbed some headlines because, you know what, the, the world amuses me. As long as it doesn't concern my family. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, the running of the bulls happened. Ooh. Did you hear the Pamplona? Did you, did you P- Pamplona? Right. Yeah. They, you ever hear that song by the Knack called "My Pamplona"? <laughs> did you ever hear it? It goes like this: <laughs> <laughs> My Pamplona. Ooh, she's such a little bull, a little bull. So anyway, this this two people got gored. Al Gore. <laughs> no, two people were gored. Vidal. At this year's. Yeah, one guy got it in the thigh. Yeah. Well, that's not that bad. No. Fleshy part. Oh, no, I don't know. Fleshy part of the thigh. <laughs> it was pretty bad, though. Uh, what I'm thinking is that. What, what, how, what happened to the other guy? You said two people got gored, yeah. one, in, one in the thigh. Where the other I don't know. Gore? I don't give a shit. Yeah. They're stupid enough to run in that thing. They deserve <laughs> so to die. Dumb. You know? You want to so go run dumb. in front of a bunch of bulls with horny bulls? You're going to die. You know the other thing they do? I don't know where it is. The, the tomato festival, wherever. It's the biggest tomato fight. It's in Spain. Mm. Yeah. And they do that. Just combine the two of them. Running with the bulls mm. and the tomato fight. Sure. But then the, you don't... And then there'll be so much red all over the place for the but bulls. But you won't know which is the gore and which is the tomato. That's you know, true. that's what you want to be able to see the blood, red stuff right there, you know. Anyway, I think that they should have... We should call this podcast The Running of the Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. No. Uh, but I th- when my hometown... Oh, that I grew, my kids grew My older kids grew up in Ellington, Connecticut, which uh-huh. was a town where if you when you entered in Ellington... You suddenly could smell cow dung. It was like there were more cows, literally, in this town than people. Mm. It's north of Vernon, Connecticut. But it's, it's a really it was a countrified place. So uh, we used to have a thing called the running of the cows. Yes. And it wasn't dangerous at all. In fact, most of the cows didn't run. They just <laughs> stood there yeah. and looked at you. Mm. We <laughs> tried to make them run. And uh, it turned out to be a, an utter disaster. <laughs> but no, there... In the middle of the night, I'd come home from Channel 3 in Hartford late at night after the 11 o'clock news, and I'd be driving down the country roads, and all of a sudden there'd be like two cows standing there staring at me in the middle of the road, and I'd be like, ah! You know, what is this? I had to get out of the car and guide them off the road so I could drive home. But they'd stand, cows are dumber than shit. Do you ever go cow tipping? No. No. Why? I don't know. I mean, that's one of those things you, you've heard a lot of people, especially from I don't your, even your tip generation. my waitress. I remember when I was a kid. Did you do it? We used to ride the cow. There was a woman down the street a couple I of miles away. I heard about that. Yeah, what was her name? Hold on. Once they, they don't want you on their back. I'm telling you that right now. But, <laughs> no, but just when, their front. When they run, it's the bumpiest damn run, and they try to shake you off. But uh, it doesn't last long, Believe but it's me, a lot of fun. I have ridden my share of cows, yeah. mostly in college. <laughs> uh, didn't last long either, did it? <laughs> but anyway, the running of the bull, is that the stupidest thing oh, ever? No, it's, I, why? It's up there. Is who, there a prize? Who thought of it? I don't know. You know, some suicidal dipshit. 
Oh, do I, I owe a couple bucks in the cup for swearing. Oh, that's right. You we haven't have, even introduced the cup. No, we have you, a new swearing cup. Some people have complained, mostly about you, Ben, because you tend to drop a lot of F-bombs. Oh, yeah. Especially at church. The, 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 the problem is that they complain. They like the podcast, but they say you and I both swear too much. Oh, we, we, that's fucking ridiculous. See? <laughs> see? Put the dollar in there. there. Yeah. Put it in. Put it in there. That's another dollar. That's a loud dollar. By the way, all the money that goes in the swear cup goes to charity. <laughs> Which charity? None of your darn business. <laughs> mm. She'll she'll tell you like, if she wants to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now another thing that crossed my plate this week that kind of stirred up some thoughts in my head was the uh, this whole new brand of Oreos that they put out right. that are LGBTQ Oreos. Really? Huh? You didn't see that story? Yeah. What uh, makes them that? They're well. They're 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 rainbow colored. The the frosting, the inside frosting and the outside. They have different color. They have pink. They have blue. They have a combination of pink and blue, which is called poo or blink. Are these natural food dyes? <laughs> or are they? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's. But here's the thing. I'm quizzing Ben right now. Yes. Give me what LGBTQ stands oh, for. Go ahead. Let's see how knowledgeable you are. Lesbian, gay, LGBT, bi. What's the next one? T. Trans? No, yes. Right. Q, queer? Queer. Right, you got them. You got them. You got them all. You, you've you been I... them all. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, so let's talk Just about gotta, lesbians you know, Get out second. there and taste the rainbow. Here's why I like lesbians. Uh... And, and I don't like the ones that hate men just because we're men. First of all, it's not our fault we're men. Yeah. We were born this way, and we're men. So if you hate us just because we're men, that's not a reason to hate somebody. But here's why I like lesbians. We like some of the same, almost all the same stuff. <laughs> oh, you know? We we're almost exactly the same as far as what we like. Don't you think? You might have a point there, Mikey. I'm serious about that. Yeah. So uh, f- relatability? I'm going to go with the lesbians. Gay. That's, that would be the male version of being a lesbian is gay is a guy who's a homosexual, yeah. right? Okay. <clears throat> now, I don't relate to that. I don't care if someone is. You do relate to it. You're a guy. No, but, I, but what I'm saying is I don't care. It doesn't bother me if someone's gay, it, but it's, it's that I don't, rela- I don't understand it. I don't understand it's not as easy for me to understand how they could be gay as it is for me to understand how could someone could be a lesbian. And they probably feel the same way about being straight. <laughs> can I give I'm you sure. s- Yeah. Can I give you some advice on that? Yeah. Don't worry about it. I don't. Yeah. I mean, if no. any, but I mean anyone, not just you. Who cares? Right. Don't try to understand it. Well, well no, but it's not it's, it's not, not you, it's not I think for you. I think when you first else, find fine. out Who that cares? it exists, then you try to understand it, but I I, I think you're right. It's not necessarily something you need to How much did you try to understand it? I tried to figure out how he's... Is that really? <laughs> you know, for sure? That's unbelievable. Um, well, Lenny Clark is, you know, how funny he is. He he followed... He was on the Dennis Leary roast, and he was on... I don't remember the name of the gay comedian. He was very funny. But Lenny was next up on stage. At the was de- the at short, like, Spanish uh, uh, gay I, comedian? I don't know. He was very funny. He's, he's Yeah, but he was on, like, Sex in the City or something. That's what he was famous I for. I don't know. I Mario never, Cantone. I never watched oh, that I like show. Him. I never watched that, that show. That, I think that's who you're talking he's about. He's a funny so, guy. So Lenny gets up there, and he says, first thing he says, you know, after the gay comedian gets off the stage, that's Lenny Italian, goes. Italian, not Spanish. Lenny says, I've never been gay. Well, that one time. <laughs> he says, I needed a ride. Everybody starts laughing. He goes, no, I'm just kidding. 
I, I didn't need to ride. <laughs> <laughs> he is Lenny is one of the best. We gotta get him in here, man. Yeah, he says maybe that, he'll tell that joke. He can do it himself because it's his joke. Lenny said he will be a guest on the show, but he's just very busy right now yeah. with all sorts of stuff. Filming, he's filming. Yeah. Stuff. yeah. He's, um, uh, so LGB buy. Mm. Okay, that's a mixture of the of the two where you can do both ways. You're bisexual. You you can be sexually with men or women. You know, and that's just a little less difficult to understand than the gay thing. Doesn't that sound so easy, though? <laughs> well, certainly you Every have... Every Friday night, your options are limited. Double the access. Limitless. Yes. Yeah, it doubles right. your... Uh, yeah. Yeah, and it takes all the stilted uncomfortability out of a threesome, depending on who's there. I was going to say, there still might be some uncomfortability. Uh, now, T. T is the, is the trans part of LGBTQ. Yeah. Uh, and that's where I you... I thought it was a drink with jam and bread. Let me... <laughs> <laughs> oh wait! Don't, don't. All right, so I'm sorry. Go on. So T. the trans part is that transsexual or trans? Uh, transsexual is when you change or, your or gender. Transitional or no? Or when you dress up in women's clothes? What's yeah. that called? Uh, transvestite. Transvestite. Okay. Which is the T? I for? think it encompasses all of those. It is. I think probably. So. Yeah. so T. Yeah. Okay. So T is is where you you don't really know what's going on. You're, you're not sure. You're not sure of what's of what's what, and you, and you're trying to find out. Is that is that accurate? That could be it. okay. Now, Q queer. Mm. What's that? I mean, what is that? Isn't that gay? I don't know. No, I think they use it as just for anyone that is kind of left of center, right of center. You know what I mean? Like they might asexual or something like that might fall into. Why don't the they queer call it category. A? I haven't they tried to add more letters to this? LGBT and A sounds a lot better than what's Q. I don't. But see, this is what I'm trying to find out. Someone's got to be able to say, well, that the Q means this. You know, there are gay people right now listening to this, and That's they're going, "Who the hell are these guys?" <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we're curious. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. But we're not bi curious necessarily. Say, how curious L- are you? LGBTQ. So that's what that is. You get an A for today's quiz. And Thank but, you. But well, let me ask you this: Why does Oreos have to weigh in on all of this? Why? I mean, in other words. It, it's okay if they have opinions on any and all of this privately, but why do they have to officially as a cookie? Milk's favorite cookie, by it the way. It might be a kind gesture, and they just want to... And there's also, well, undoubtedly, they're a business, so there's money to be made. But do you think people are going to either cha- change their Oreo eating habits based on that they have a new one that's LGBTQ Oreos now? I'd, I'd I, eat one right now. Uh, if, they, if we had a pack of those... I, I would, too, but they, that's because it's an Oreo, not because it's LGBTQ. Hydrox kind of guy, so... <laughs> By the way, I don't have where are problem. they? Where are the Hydrox now? I can't find them. Yeah. You know the Building 19 that's left? They have them? <laughs> Let's go there They're now. from 1986, but they still have them. Do they have LGBTQ Hydrox? No, Hydrox never took that leap. Okay. I mean, I just want to throw that out there because I thought it was kind of odd that a cookie company... Let me ask you. And they... by the way, they already have the moniker a Milk's Favorite Cookie, which is a genius... Uh, uh, p- oh, yeah. uh, uh, the the best ad campaign you could possibly have for a cookie is to call it Milk's Favorite Cookie. It's awesome. Are they going to taste different? I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't give a shit. I just read this off the thing. You it's going to make Why don't you go buy homemade some? double stuffed. It's going to make homemade double stuffed Oreos more interesting. Yeah, it's also you got to try and match up the well, colors on the rainbow. On the Double stuffed could have a whole new connotation. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, here's the other thing. We're talking about them. <laughs> I guess that's what they do. Good marketing move. Maybe they could be one of our new sponsors. And now, the Planet Mikey podcast, brought to you by LGBTQ Oreos. They're sometimes pink. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Speaking of five-letter a- acronyms, yeah. Oh boy, <laughs> I, I was watching MSNBC. Why? You know, because I because I like I like sometimes I like a little anger mixed in with my happiness. Yeah, they suck. <laughs> I was I was watching uh, for, uh, the earthquake happened the other day. There was a big thing. The earthquake. It was, oh, yeah. it was the biggest earthquake and, in and, twenty years. And the great big aftershock too. A big aftershock. So I'm. Watching that, and I'm watching CNN, and I hate CNN, and so I go, okay, let me see what Fox has on. I go, Fox, oh, they're covering the uh, earthquake, too. Then I go, what's MSNBC, MSNBC's doing? And I go, click, and I go, and they've got Lawrence the Dickhead O'Donnell, that moron of a shitball. He's, he's on. Uh, put one in put the a buck in the All right, ass. Okay, all right, hold on. And he's, and he's talking about, you know, Trump this and Trump that. And this the same Friggin' thing he's been talking about for two years is oh, okay. We know Trump's an asshole. You hate him. He's a pervert. Stop he's a racist. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but there's an earthquake, asshole. <laughs> like, can't you go cover the news? You got to keep talking about Trump for another hour of another day. Two years into this, when there's an earthquake, MSNBC, you suck. Stop the hammering. God, that's him. That's him. <laughs> yeah. I can't stand, and he's from—he's local. Yeah. He's from Boston, oh, but yeah. he's such a douchebag. So, does that have to do? You know, do he's anything. such a douchebag. When he goes into a bar, he orders vinegar and water. <laughs> now, oh, hold on. <coughs> right, now you're getting a little too liberal with those rim shots. I know. Ever is, since Mikey had his colonoscopy, this is a great drum set I'm sitting behind. <laughs> Whoa! Talk about rims. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I'm not. I'm getting all excited over here. Yeah. Hmm. Nothing like a fresh bottle of Dasani water. Yeah. We keep our guests hydrated. <laughs> the difference between Dasani and your toilet water is this isn't a bottle. <laughs> now, a little baseball side note here because I was watching Twitter. You do that, don't you? Nope. Come on. Oh, that's right. You're off no, Twitter. Oh, yeah, I'm off. Jeez, I'm not, you're not even plugged in at all to the outside nope. world. Nope. It's like Ben's in his own little. It's fantastic. Ben's I love like in it. his own little kitchen. Yeah. Mmm. Um,. So a tweet goes by, and it's from uh, – I, I follow all the baseball ones. You know, 1960s baseball. It says, yeah. On this date, Doug Camilli hit a home run, and Ken McMullen homered for the Dodgers, and the Dodgers won. They just put in little tidbits of things that happened on this day. So I remember having a conversation with Doug Camilli at Fantasy Camp in 1987. Now, Doug Camilli is a catcher, son of Dolph. But Doug Camilli – Dolph Camilli is a Hall of Famer. His father, know, but his funny. his son was was awful. I mean, really shitty player, you know. But he made the majors because he was a catcher, and a lot of catchers did, you know, if they could catch at all. So it said that day, Doug Camilli homered, and I said, how, how many home runs did he? He couldn't hit at all, you know. He was a terrible hitter. So I look it up, and Doug Camilli spent nine years in the major leagues. He batted 199. Oh, boy. Below the Mendoza line by a point. 199. That's what pitchers do. And he had 18 career homers, an average of two per season over the course of his nine year career. So I looked it up. There it is. Am I wrong about that? See that? How many home runs? 18. 18. What was his batting average? 199. Ben just looked it up. Ooh. I'm a baseball savant. So. Dolph Camilli, uh, Doug Camilli, rather, I ran into him at fantasy camp. And, you know, this is in 1987. I said, oh, Doug Camilli. I said, you caught one of Sandy Koufax's no-hitters, which he did. Yeah. And he goes, yep. He was, a, he was a country guy, you know. 
He goes, that was the easiest thing I ever did. I said, what do you mean? He goes, all I did was put down a number one or number two, and they couldn't hit neither of them. You know? And I loved that he said that because he didn't take any credit for the no-hitter whatsoever. Uh, and I also ran into, at a later date, uh, Jeff Torborg, who was a, a manager in the major leagues and, a, and, a, and an announcer on the, uh, the Game of the Week or what have you. You remember Jeff Torborg? What year was this? Uh, when he caught Koufax's no-hitter? I don't know. It was when he was with like the sixty-four, the Dodgers. Sixty-three. No, yeah, well, it had to be before sixty-six. <laughs> so I see him at the elevator at Fenway. He's coming out, and I do the same thing to him. I go, "Oh, Jeff Torborg, hey!" I said, "You caught one of Koufax's no hitters." And he was walking into the elevator. He turns around, taps me on the chest. And he looks me in the eye. He goes, "Perfect game." He says, "And don't you forget it." <laughs> That's and, awesome. And he walked into the elevator, and I never forgot it. Yeah, How many obviously. career home runs did he have? Not a lot. More than uh, Camille, though. No. Right? Nope. No, nope. he only nope. had eight? He had eight. Holy, but he, oh, he was Played a much just better player, though. 214 batting average. so much better. 214 <laughs> career batting average. Koufax didn't care who he threw to. It's like, you know, Koufax threw, threw four no-hitters in five years, in four years. Uh, and Jeff Torbo, but that, he, that's his claim to fame, catching a Sandy Koufax no-hitter. He was also a manager for a while for, uh, the, what, for the White Sox or something. Anyway, I just thought I'd go off into a little baseball. Uh, tangentially. We was... indulged you long enough. Yeah, I think so. Um, okay, another story in the news. Can I have another sip of this? Go ahead. Mm. It's good, isn't God, it? That is sunny, really. Uh, it sucks. All right. Um, <laughs> I was w- looking at the news on the uh, Twitter. I, I look at Twitter yep. sometimes. And a news story came across about how uh, some a barista... Is that how you say that? Barista? Barista. I, what do I say? What I say? Barista? Yeah. Yeah. Said okay. it like an asshole. Okay, barista. Okay, so I'm in this coffee shop, and this goddamn barista come up to me, and he said to me, man, are you going to buy something or are you going to leave? He said, the barista, barista, what is it, barista? Barista. Okay. <laughs> barista, like barista Flockhart? Barista, very, that's she, Callista. Cal- barista. So, anyway, there, was, there were cops in there drinking coffee. And how oh. often do cops go into a... To a Starbucks, it was in a Starbucks, and yeah. drink coffee. Well, they, they can do whatever they want to. They're cops, and they're you know when they're on their off duty time, they can walk and go where they want. I mean, right? these are the cops that would say protect that place if there was some danger. Very good, yeah. and yes. Yeah. So the the people that that didn't this somebody complained. In, this was in Tempe, Arizona. Yes. Yeah. Somebody complained to the barista and said, "We don't feel safe when these policemen are here." We don't feel safe because they're, they're policemen, and they could, you know, they could be, they could brutalize us. Were these Antifa members? These people, and we, we don't like them to be in our sight, our line of sight. So the barista asked the police officers to leave the premises because the other people didn't feel safe having to look at the police officers. <laughs> I thought to myself, "Holy shit! Oh. Are you s- put a buck in the cup?" Another one. I thought this is ridiculous, and and so I tweeted out. Next time someone tries to kill or rape you, call a barista. <laughs> you know what we should do? What? We should f- fucking rob that Starbucks. Uh, <laughs> Cops are never coming. <laughs> you dinged yourself for a dollar. Uh, it was worth it. You're like up to four bucks already. It was worth it. Holy shit. Up. Oh. <laughs> all right. So anyway, I thought that story. You want to talk about... First of all, if I'm a, the person that's complaining, I feel like a jerk. Second yeah. of all, if I'm the barista who has to go tell the cops, no, you got to leave because these people, I, then I feel like a double asshole. Yeah. Sorry, guys, you got to leave. What? What? Why? 
I can't stand that story. It's like it doesn't matter if they're probably they're getting coffee. They're talking to each other. They're not wielding their guns. They're not, you know. Ugh. See what the media does to people. <sighs> that makes, but that makes me sick. Yeah. How would you like to be one of those cops? Say, what? Yeah. Really? It's wrong. Anyway, um, what's this say? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's Mikey trying have, to read his own writing. My notes. I have my notes. I write fast because I think fast and I scribble. But um, here's the thing. There's a new story, too, that really, really, this is now, this is a little bit broader spectrum question. This is one that kind of covers a real important point in this country. The census question oh. about being a citizen. Yes. Mm. You take a census. I, tell me if anything that I say is wrong. You take a census in your country to find out how many citizens you have in your country. Not residents, citizens. Not visitors, mm -hmm. not campers, <laughs> not <laughs> sneaky people that aren't supposed to be here. We're talking about how many people, because the census basically determines your, uh, your congressional representation based on the citizenry. Okay. You're not going to say, well, uh, this, this congressman represents uh, uh, 35 million people in California plus another 8 million that... that Aren't citizens? I mean, tax-paying citizens. You can't write. It has to be, if you're, especially if you're talking about voting, because the, the function of voting doesn't apply to non-citizens. So if you're talking about voting and having congressional representation, then it should represent citizenry, right? Yeah. I mean, is that, is that okay? Sounds good to me. Is there anything wrong with what I said? Well, not to me. So, yeah, you're an old white man saying it. That's the biggest well, problem. But I can't help any of that. You know, I'm a tax-paying <laughs> citizen, too, aren't I? <laughs> so if there's... People who don't belong here, who don't have the right to vote, who snuck into our country, who don't pay taxes, why are we going to put them in the census so that we can get more congressional representation in their district for what reason? Wait, but how are they oh, – a quick question. How are they classified on the census? Well, the census is – there is, a different classification where it's like – because I, I don't remember. 2010 was the last one? Yeah, I think so. And so they come to your door. They ask you the question, blah, blah, blah. How many blah, people blah. in your family? How many yeah, do you live so here? so do they – is there – is there going to be a question, are you a citizen? Yes. And if you're not, okay. So is there going to be a portion that differentiates well, between the two? Because if there is, if that is the case, that I think that's tremendously valuable. Well, there has to be that. And, and I know you say you go to a house and there's 18 people living there. Okay. We're in Framingham. All in one, okay. in one room. <laughs> South Framingham. No. You say, okay, uh, how many people live here? They say, this many. Okay. Uh, ages of the people? Yeah, they answer those questions. You yeah. say, okay. Male, female, blah, 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 you write down. Some people, I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm male. They're in the LGBTQ. They don't know. And so you write them down. You say, okay. So you have a count. Now you say, are you citizens? And if they say no, you say, okay, no. Check off the no box. Yep. And you still have a count of those people, but if they say, yes, I am, well, then you have a count of those people, too, but they go into a different category. So you say, at the end of the day, you say, this is how many citizens we have. Oh, and by the way, this is how many non-citizens are living here. Yeah. So that you can have an idea from the perspective of budgeting for school costs, how much police coverage you need, how many, whatever you're doing, your tax base. Now you say, okay, well, this, this town, Framingham, let's say, has X amount of citizens and X amount of non-citizens. But, but from the purposes of uh, legislatively, you know, uh, congressionally speaking, no, now we know that there's only this many citizens, so you don't get an extra congressman because that's not fair because you don't want to represent non-citizens. You're making too much sense, Well, Mike. I mean, I'm trying to put... So Trump wants it on there. They haven't done it since 1950. They haven't asked that question. 
since then, they've been, I think, lax in trying to determine how many illegal people are in the country because yeah. it's a huge it's a huge number, and it applies to benefits. It applies to needs, you know, in your community or in your country uh, from a perspective of budgeting. You've you got to know who's here and how, at least how many. And, and key to this whole co- discussion, I think, is are they citizens or not? Right? Are they? Because right now when you, see, when you watch it on the news, they estimate 20 million uh, uh, non-citizens uh, living in this country. And then they say you're a hater if you think. Uh, if but you, I'm not, though. Yeah. You know. Most people aren't. No. I just think say, that, you say you're a hater for what? A hater for just asking that question. Are you a citizen? They're saying that's racist. I don't think it's racist I don't think at all. it is either. And then the other thing they say, well, you don't like... You if know, I said Nancy, that to a Norwegian... How, but I'd say, no, you're not a citizen? Well, I hope you become one soon. Nancy, you know, and that's, that's all I would say. Pelosi's argument is, she says, well, Trump's trying to make America white again. And I, what? I know. It's, there's the racism right there. I, don't, I never even thought that for a second. It, that's, but it never was white. Correct. <laughs> right. When we got here, it was red. <laughs> it was. It's true. You know, in 1620, when my ancestor got off the Mayflower, everybody else in the country was a red man, as yeah. they say. Yeah. Uh, and and what, so what? That's. It's not about. <laughs> this is what I don't understand. What's wrong with these people on on these some of these news networks? That's not a racist question. Are you a citizen? What if you're talking to a black person? Are you a citizen? Yes. Oh, good. Are you? Are you? No. I'm, I just got here from Africa. Doesn't matter. Mm. It doesn't matter. We just need a tally. Okay. Did I make my point clear? Did you say we need Italians. Italians. We're, <laughs> we're we're all full. Are you Italian? We're all yes. full. We oh. don't need any more of them. <laughs> oh. oh God, I love Italians. Um, so anyway, that census question is a big issue right now because they're they're trying to quash it and oh, say, no, they can't even ask that. That's because right, oh. Trump wants it. How are you ever going to know then? If Trump said, I don't want that question on there, they'd say, well, we think we need it. Now, here's the other thing. <laughs> when you go to vote, or when you go to register to vote, I'm not even sure they even ask you that. Or they or they do, they say, yeah, yeah, I'm a citizen. They don't check it. No. <laughs> you don't you can, you can get the right to vote without being a citizen pretty easily. They just ask you, where do you live? <laughs> right? And when you go, actually go into the vote, to vote in the voting process, they say, what's your street? I live on Jones Avenue, number seven. And they go to Jones Avenue, and you give the name. Yeah, yeah, okay, they cross. They don't ask you for an ID, so no. you don't have to even be that person anyway. Yeah. The whole system is fakakta. <laughs> you know what that means? Yes. That's a swear word in a foreign language. Uh, what else we got? Oh, uh, I read a story that murders, murders. are down in New York City. Oh. And that's big news, yeah. especially if you're Bill de Blasio. Yeah. Uh, murders are down in New York City. They had uh, 136 last year, and they've had 135 this year. <laughs> they are down. Down one. How about That's great. Now, here's the thing. It, murders are down by one in New York City, but shootings are up. A lot. God, worse aim. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Don't they just need some some shooting ranges or something? They need to go to Chicago for a weekend <laughs> to learn how to actually do this correct. They need to have better aim. That's all. It's like a simple thing. Shootings are down. I mean, are up. Uh, murders are down. I have a question so for you. You you suck at shooting. That's all. If they um, if there's another you know dozen or so school shootings and they finally do end up banning guns or something like along those lines how many 
What'd you say? There's 135 murders in New York? Yeah, 136. Oh, by, yeah. By guns? Yeah, or yes. just overall? Uh, handgun murders? Yeah, well, I mean, So how know, many murders next year? Now you're going to nitpick me on this? The year after they ban guns, <laughs> will be people will killed with swords right. and knives. Machete murders are up 48%. Isn't that how it's going to go? In that city. Uh, and people dying from bad aromatic farts, you know, up <laughs> five from last year. Because that's still murder. You're killing me with your farts over here. Um... But I thought that was an interesting stat, and it's because Bill de Blasio will go around saying, you know, uh, m- murders are down in New York. We're the safest city in America. And all that. I think the stop and frisk thing, you know, people hate that. They think, oh, well, you know, it's a bad thing. You're in violating them. No, you don't even have to frisk them. You just put up big, giant metal detectors on the streets. And when one goes off, like, you see a guy walking down the street and then go, whoop, whoop. You say, oh, I'm Obo, come here for a second. Get that, man. You take one of those little wands. You don't frisk them. You just take the little wand and run it near it. Oh, what's it? What is this? Oh, You're right. So I'm going to have to take my belt off. Uh, I'm going to have to take my watch <laughs> off again. <laughs> Fucking money clip. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what is this thing down here in your pants? Oh, dude. Uh, officer, it's really cool. I have a steel penis. Uh, <laughs> what? You want to say it? Oh, okay. So anyway, <clears throat> I have a little... Um, no, I know Ben. You're not Catholic. You have a little steel penis. <laughs> what? what penis is that? a swear word. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It isn't. No. Penis. 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 No. All right. Here's the um, <laughs> the thing. The the thing about religion. By the way, LGBTQ. That should the D, the G should stand for gun toting. Don't you think? <laughs> Wouldn't the, that stand? The GT. You mean? Uh, and just move the B. Yes. Um, what? Uh, you're you're not. You've never I'm been not, Catholic. I've How about never you, been. Smitty? Me Catholic, oh yeah, I grew up. Catholic. You grew up Catholic, yep. yeah, Tarzan. That's right. Me Catholic. <laughs> that's right. Uh, me, me, he big Catholic. Mm. That, that's me. Kimosabi. That's right. Me love uh, Jesus. I did grow up uh, Catholic myself. Uh, my mom I'm was sorry. Uh, a devout Catholic, yep. and because as was her mom, yep. it's the Irish, you know. And it, we used to go to church every Sunday, and my mom used to go like daily. I mean, she used to go during the week. She had to pray for you. Seriously, and did, she put in a lot of time on it. Did that. your mother have a picture of the Pope on the wall and JFK? No. Okay. No. My mother she did. did not. Yeah. I do, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine's the Pope of Greenwich Village, oh, though. Oh. Um, so it, it, I think it affected me, being Catholic, and I, I, I'm not here to knock the Catholic Church. I know they've had their issues, mm-hmm. but i got to <laughs> tell you that I was an altar boy for two, almost three years and no one even thought of trying to molest me. Yeah. Why was I? But I wasn't. I was too, not too ugly. I was I? I wasn't <laughs> yes. cute enough. What was That's it? Correct. I don't know. Uh. I actually was an altar boy in the '60s, so you don't have a pretty enough mouth. I got to beat. <laughs> now, see, this is what I don't want to do. That's it. <laughs> it's bag on these people. I go, I go to the to be an altar boy. You know, you had to put on a, a hassock. Yeah. You know, it's just the robes, and, and you had to get there a little early for the mass, and you know. You had to do all those duties, change the book over from this side to this side and get the wine and the, you know, the water and the wine and bring it over. And the, and the guy would, the priest would uh, use the wine. So I had to do all those things. And you had to learn the entire confitio in, in, uh, in Latin, confitio Deo, Omnipotente, Beate Maria, Semper Virgini, Juani Baptiste, Sancto, Mea Culpa, Mea Culpa, Mea Maxima, you know, the whole thing. So I was a damn good altar boy. And at this stage in my life, I think I can say safely, I was a fucking awesome altar boy. Oh, there you go. In the so, cup. I was good at it, you know. But there there was no weirdness involved. But the priest, Father Delaney, came to me one day. I had a beetle haircut, you know, kind of bangs down the front, you know, maybe kind of longish for a 12-year-old in 1966. 
So the priest says to me, when I'm getting ready to go out there and do the Mass, he says, go, get a haircut and don't come back until you get a haircut. Just before showtime. Right before the Mass. Yeah. And I was 12 and I was a little bit of kind of a shitball. I turned to him and I said, Jesus had long hair. And he called me a blaspheme, and he kicked me out. He said, get out! Get out! Pointing the... I had to leave. So my mother's out there in the congregation. She's, what happened? She thought I got sick or something, because I wasn't there. Afterwards, she goes, goes, why didn't you serve the Mass? I said, because Father Delaney said I can't do it, because my hair's too long. Uh Told me to get out. And my mother got pissed. At him or you? At him. Mm. She said... Well, you don't have to come to this church anymore. I said, <gasps> awesome! Hey, can I grow my hair longer? No. Um, but I, I give her credit for sticking up for me on that level. Because who gives a shit about hair length? You know, you're there in the house of God. Put a buck right? in the jar. What did I say? Shit? Yeah. Oops. <laughs> Oops. So anyway, that affected me. And I went to another church or whatever. I, I got over it. But there were certain things that confused me about the Catholic Church. One of them was confession. Oh. How does that confuse do you, you? Do you? Do you know what that is? Yes. Well, what is it then, Mr. Confessions Mr. When Mr. You, half Jewish? When you, nope, not Jewish at all. When you go in and you uh, say, you know, hey, Father, I shouldn't have, uh, <clears throat> you know, taken the Lord's name in vain. I shouldn't have spilt my seed this week oh, twice. you don't tell him that. Daily. You don't want to get them excited. <laughs> now, listen, here's, here's the thing. You go in and you say, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. My last confession was, you tell them when your last confession yeah, yeah, was. Yeah, these I've are, seen movies. These are my sins, and you list your sins. Now, i got to tell you, I was not ready to do that. I was not ready to tell him or anybody what the, all the stuff that I had done. Yeah. So I thought of a plan. <clears throat> I think it was pretty brilliant. Oh, you didn't lie to the priest. Though, did you? Well, wait till I tell you. Okay. I go through, I'd make up some easy sins. Because, you know, they give you pr- prayers as your penance. Hail Marys or Our Fathers. Our Fathers were longer. Hail Marys were nice and quick. If they said you have five Hail Marys and six Our Fathers. Hey, so you tell them your sins. So I'd say, oh, well, yeah, yeah, I lied to my mom once and I, uh, I, I punched my brother. And I, uh, you know, I did this. You give them three easy sins. And then at the end I'd say, oh, and I lied to a priest. <laughs> <laughs> which covered the confession that I had just told him. In other words, that sin just happened, but I'd tell him that to cover myself on a technicality in case this was all valid. I don't want, I want to go to heaven. I don't want to go to hell. So I'd walk out of there thinking, hey, you know, I'm totally covered. And if I ever got in front of the Lord in heaven, I'd say, I told him I lied to him about the confession. <laughs> Aren't I clean? So I get, I get three Hail Marys, too. I'd be out of there in a flash. Technicality, and I'd look up skyward, and I'd put make this T like this, and I'd point it up to the heavens, and I'd go, "See, technicality, like I'm going to fool God." Okay, the confession thing was weird to me. You know, I, I don't, I don't understand why that was necessary. I think the reason they liked hearing the, conf- the sins, I think the priests liked to hear what everybody was doing. It was like their little uh, dirt it's, page. It's, it's like the soap opera for them. Yes. So I didn't want to give him any more ammunition, especially on myself. The other thing I always worried about was the the who's making up these rules don't eat meat on friday you know that was a rule of the church remember you every even in schools they serve fish sticks on friday instead of cheeseburgers and they did that to not fun. where i grew up when no, i grew up no friday was pizza day baby oh for, yeah okay well pizza but without meat though yeah. 
The rest of us got the pepperoni Sometimes slices. Sometimes you put your we meat got on the there. pepperoni slice. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd say, okay, let's just don't eat meat on Friday. Crap. I didn't like fish sticks. And I'm complaining in my mind, what is this? Who but made it's up only this during a month long. A month of the year, right? No. Year round it was. That's year round? It right. was year round. No, f- no meat on Fridays. And I never could understand why they had that rule. Who thought of it? Because in my mind, I'm thinking, okay. It's probably because there was some stupid, like, Beef shortage. Well, it probably had to do with taking care of the fishermen. You know, sure. And the that. fishermen contribute to the church. The church says no meat on Fridays. The fishermen go, yeah, there you go. There you go. It's a beautiful thing. So I'm thinking to myself, though, okay, so if I eat this friggin' cheeseburger right here, mm. and I go to hell mm-hmm. for eating a cheeseburger, I could be sitting next to Adolf Hitler, mm. who exterminated 7 million Jews. He only ate fish on Fridays. But, <laughs> but I said, so I'm sitting, oh, so what did you do? I killed 7 million Jews. Oh, what did you do? I had a fucking cheeseburger. And we're supposed sitting together? Uh, you know what I'm saying? That's why I couldn't understand that that made any sense in a Catholic now, church. One's a cardinal sin. And, uh, oh, you mean one, a venial sin? And one's a venial sin. No, no, there's a mortal sin. Uh, no, well, that's what I meant, the mortal well, yeah, sin. That's, that's Hitler. Right. And the Catholics told you all about that. No, that's a mortal sin. You can't do that. You go right to hell. Eating meat was a mortal sin? No, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know at the time. No one told me. I just knew I couldn't eat this cheeseburger. And that pissed me off. <laughs> okay? I think I've covered it all tonight. Don't you think? I think you have. I think we've run the gambit here. Now, here it is. Here it is. How or why we got to where we did, but we did. Well, I'm, where do we wrap this thing up? Uh, traditionally, members of the Roman Catholic faith abstained from eating red meat on Fridays. Why? Because it was Friday. Oh. Ben, what do you think? I don't know. One of the why? theories we posited. It, it can't be a good reason. As part of a penance to mark the day of Christ's death. As a result, the abstention of eating meat on Fridays fell out of favor with many Catholics who now generally only observe the rule on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. And there's the story right there. But you know what? He didn't even eat meat in the Last Supper. You know what he did too at the Last Supper, which I thought was cool? You've seen the painting, right? Sure. He said, okay, all you guys want your picture taken, come over this side of the table. <laughs> we wrap it up. Hey, I'm a Catholic boy. Here's Jim Carroll to finish the show from his album, Catholic Boy. Jugular vein, and Eddie, I miss you more than all the others. 